0: They're taking you along for the ride. So buckle in and welcome to Paddle and
3: You're listening to The Real Down, your premier kayak tournament source, bringing you recaps, epic guests, upcoming events. Here are your hosts, Brad Hicks and Sam Jones. What's up,
1: Brad? What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Excited to do another episode of The Real Down. What's this, episode number four or five, six? I don't even remember. How long have we have been doing this now?
3: Well, I've been doing it since uh, early, mid-June, I think. You've been okay. doing this for the last month, I think, month and a half. Yeah, yeah. me and you here, like four weeks now. What is it? Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, been good. Uh, well, time's been going pretty fast, man. It's it's crazy. It has, it has. I
1: mean, we only do this once a week, but um, you know, it's definitely definitely flying by. So just wrapped yeah. up an epic weekend here in Indiana. And, Tournament uh, season
3: widened down and everything, and it's kind of depressing.
1: <laughs> it is, man. I, you know, it's kind of bittersweet, right? Like you've been grinding all year, and and you know, traveling and doing all this stuff and it's like you're kind of you're kind of excited to see it slow down a little bit for a couple months and then at the same time you're like what am i gonna do you know yeah. what am i gonna do with all that time so
3: well you you but, actually travel a lot more than most people i mean i i hardly travel to do tournaments huh? i follow tournaments but i don't do as many
1: yeah yeah i uh definitely am am putting them on the miles i can't even imagine how many miles i put on put on my car this year and uh but it's been good it's been it's been fun and exciting it's been a learning experience i've met a lot of great people uh so i wouldn't change it and i'm looking already looking forward to 2020 and, and making preparations for that but this season's not over we we've got a few more. Few more to go, so uh, you know we're still still doing work out here.
3: A lot to look forward to uh, as well. We got a lot of championships coming up.
1: We do, we do, and in fact, um, you know, as we go into the recaps, we've already got a couple championships that we're going to be recapping tonight, and then you know a couple final final tournaments of the season for for some of these groups. So uh, yeah, we're definitely getting into that championship season you know it's gonna start getting a little cooler outside hoodie weather my favorite time you know shorts and hoodie man you can't yeah. beat that like that's like perfect perfect weather. Yeah, i, love, I
3: love hoodies man
1: yeah hoodies yeah good old hoodie and a pair yeah. of shorts get out on the water it's still a little brisk in the morning you know you got your pumpkin spice latte and the yak attack <laughs> cup holder you know fog on the water a little fog on the water, yep. a little dew on the front of the boat. You know, oh, man,
3: gotta that's, love that's it. Good times, especially.
1: On the absolutely, river. absolutely. Well, hey, we got we got a pretty cool show lined up for tonight. You know, we typically we typically cover with our guests some of the bigger trails. Um, you know, the KBF tour events or trail events, some of the bigger championships. But this week we're taking it. To, we're taking it to the grassroots. We're going to yep. talk about a little little local club here in Indiana, something I'm a part of. We're going to be bringing on a pretty awesome guest and Troy Riggins, winner of uh, that local club tournament trail this weekend. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a good episode. We've got some cool events to talk about. And I'm excited. I'm excited.
3: Yeah, me too. Uh, I know uh, bringing on Troy, uh, he, he won that first tournament and then uh, you play second so i I thought that would have been a cool dynamic to have both you guys on the episode
1: it is it is we're gonna get to talk about how i gave him that tournament (laughs) i just i just (laughs) i just let him have it i just you know i took it out of my hands and plopped it right into his hand you know we'll get to talk about that
3: this is what i was hoping for a little bit of trash talk
1: (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly So, but yeah, tons of love and respect for Troy. Uh, he, uh, he did awesome out there. Very tough tournament. So, you know what? Let's just go ahead. Let's get into this uh, this tournament recap segment here and, and get this started. Oh, you know what? Almost forgot. We've got an important announcement to make tonight. We do. We do. So, for the listeners here, um, you know, we're announcing this for the first time right here tonight. If you're listening you're listening on Friday, uh, Jigmasters has come on as, as the sponsor of the Real Down segment. So, this is now the Reel Down s- segment sponsored by Jigmasters. So, pretty excited about that.
3: Yep. And we also have a code for all of our listeners if you guys want to go buy their jigs. It's uh, PNF20, I believe, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So PNF20. and That's uh, we'll post 20% that- off we'll post that up exactly yeah so go check them out absolutely uh, go to their website type in that code get you some jigs you know the fall bite the swim jig bite can be really deadly really deadly and you know we still got some people that are you know fishing some of those warmer lakes in the south and they're still in those summer haunts so you know getting down there with the heavy jig and and dragon or um you know do whatever it is you need to do to pull the big ones out. But, yeah, check out those jigs from Jig Master and excited and uh, happy to have them on board. So, all right, with that said, now let's get into this, uh, this tournament recap segment. So, um, I'll tell you what, Brad. How about I'll, I'll take the first two and uh, you take the second two? Sounds good. All right, sweet. So our first tournament is the SIAC September Showdown, which uh, we were just talking about a moment ago. That's Southern Indiana Kayak Anglers Club. They, uh, you know, club out of Southern Indiana, uh, hence the name. Uh, and uh, they had their, their last and final season event in the Hoosier National Forest. Uh, there were five different lakes that the anglers got to choose from. The majority of them fished on either Salina or Indian. Um, a couple of them moved, hit a couple different lakes during the tournament, but uh, you know only three limits were caught. Only three limits out of I believe it was 16 anglers uh, were caught that day, and you know a couple guys only had a fish or two. So very very tough conditions. Um, you know I practice a couple days out there, um, you know about a week apart from each up, each trip. And uh, you know I was, I was catching a lot of fish, but not a lot of big ones. So yeah. definitely a definitely a tough bite for a lot of guys. And you know, in first place, our guest tonight, Troy Riggins, came in with 72.75, 72.75. And I remember before the event, everybody at the ramp was talking, "How much is it going to take to win? How much is it going to take to win?" And a lot of guys were guessing in the low 60s, just because of how practice went. Guys were having a tough time just catching a keeper bite but I was pretty positive. It was going to take 75 to 80. And, and that's what I felt like through my practice that I could put up was in that 75 to 80 range. Um, And, you know, I came in second, came in second with 68 inches. And we'll talk a little bit here in a minute when we bring Troy on about, about his, his day and my day. And we'll talk about what kind of went down there. And then in third place, my, uh, my travel partner, Alan Reed, came in with 63 and a half. Uh, So he put up a good fight. We, uh, we fished the same lake to start off, and then he loaded up about uh, a little over halfway through the day and hit, hit another lake, which he had pre-fished. And then big bass was uh, Aaron Molander. I call him Amo. Uh, we actually grew up together, and uh, that's my nickname for him, Amo. That's what we called him back in high school. So but Aaron Mullender, he came in with a big bass of 1850. He actually caught that fish on the first cast. <laughs> and then he caught another 1850. So he had the first and second uh, big bass of the tournament by a long by a long stretch. I think the next closest was like 16 inches, which Troy had, which is his big bass. Um, so, yeah, 1850, and Aaron had three fish, I believe it was. Um, so yeah, first place Troy, uh, again, I came in second and Allen and third. So yeah, it was a pretty cool tournament it was definitely tough, but it was interesting to see how people, uh, how people caught their fish and, you know, how they went through their day. Um, but we'll hear, hear a little more about that here in a minute. So moving on to the next one, which, uh, you know, big tournament down there on Pickwick and Wilson, uh, alabama they were also able to fish um oh what lake was it brad it was pickwick Pickwick and and oh pickwick and wilson yeah sorry i said that yeah pickwick and wilson down there in alabama for the kbf southeast regional championship uh that was a two-day event saturday and sunday and uh unless you're living under a rock you know that (laughs) christine fisher crushed the field yeah. i mean crushed the field did
3: you see your day one and day two totals
1: well you know i i did i did and, and I, i'm still kind of reeling from all this i can't believe <laughs> how how well she did i mean day one 94 inches
3: that's crazy
1: For a single day limit, 94 inches. She had 21.75 for her big fish. 20.25, 20, and then like a 16, (laughs) I think it was. And uh, I believe it was all largemouth too. Yeah, her smallest fish was 15.50 and all largemouth. And, you know, what's even more impressive is some of the stuff that she, some of the mental decisions she made uh, in this event and, you know, for, for our listeners, if you're interested in what went on during that tournament, definitely check out Christine's, you know, Facebook page. She recaps it really well, but she also put up an awesome YouTube video today recapping the whole tournament. I know she's going to be on live with, uh, Mr. Mr. Scott Butcher, uh, yeah. tonight, another friend of the paddle and fin podcast. He, uh, he's going to have her on live. Um, so you know, you can go back and watch that if you haven't seen it already. But, yeah, just dominated. On day two, she uh, she put up, I think it was n- almost 100 inches.
3: Yep.
1: Yeah, like 99. Was it 99.25, Brad? What yep. Is that? Yeah, 99.25. So she had some 20s in there. Again, I think our smallest fish was 18 inches. Like, just absolutely dominating the field. Um, you know, notable in there, though, uh, the guy who came back and was leading it for the first half of the day, Mike Elsie, yeah. our uh, our KBF national championship for 2019, uh, national champion, Mike Elsie, he really strong s- surge on day two at 9650 and, uh, you know, really, really put up a good fight there. But Christine figured it out, uh, you know, in that second half of the day and and just. Put the hammer down and that was yeah. that was all she wrote i mean as soon as as soon as we saw that first fish go up on the board everyone knew like oh yep
3: yeah, it's it's <laughs> going down it's going down yeah.
1: christine's about to get the win yeah her, her two day so.
3: total dude she, she blew away everybody by 11 <laughs> inches second place yeah 193.25
1: for crazy. a two-day total Absolutely unreal. Ninety-four on day one, 9925 on day two. And uh, you know, fish in the same spot and increased her limit. I mean, that's that's picture perfect. You you know, fish in a multi-day tournament, you're always hoping that you can get the bites the second day. And to be able to go back and do that, uh, pretty impressive. But yeah, again, you, you can't uh disregard Mike Elsie coming in at 182.25, you know. Uh, though he was 11 inches off, that's still a very, very strong finish. 85, 75 day one, 96, 50 day two, and then Josh Stewart, another name we keep seeing popping up, and in yep. these tournaments, you guy a guy who's having a very consistent season, and he's been a consistent angler all around, uh, but you know, really having a great year, coming in at 177.50. Um, so, you know, Elsie and and Christine really led the field in a big way, but, uh, yeah, Josh Stewart, again, right there in the conversation. So pretty cool.
3: Um, two shout out for fourth place as well. Cody Milton, I mean, everybody knows his name as well. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, huge names, right? It's the Southeast. We all know that is, that is the dominant, uh, region right now. And, uh, we, I mean, we could go through the list of names here in the top ten, and I don't think any of them would be, uh, you know, unknown names. But uh, just a really cool event to watch, and it was exciting, and and all the post coverage and everything that Christine's put out to recap that event is just really setting an example of what, you know, what uh, what is probably the way to do it. You know, to really get that information out there to the other anglers and. Um, she's doing a great job with it. So really impressed.
3: Yep. So moving on to the next one, we picked, uh, New England Northeast big bass challenge championship that happened in Wakefield, Rhode Island. Uh, we picked this one because we thought it'd be interesting to to see. It's kind of a different format of a tournament. They, they went off of one biggest fish for two days, I think, or a day and a half time, time frame, something like that. But anyway, I I was kind of surprised. I I thought we would see bigger fish than uh, what was posted up. But nonetheless, I mean, still a cool tournament. But uh, first place, Matthew Raviero with uh, 17 and a quarter. Uh, Second place was uh, Matthew Conant with uh, 16 and a quarter. And third place was Rob Pagano with 16 and a quarter. Which, how do they, I wonder how they uh, break apart a tie it? Second place, like that, with a one. Fish yeah, place. that's
1: interesting. I'm gonna say probably the first fish submitted. The first fish submitted was probably the tiebreaker in in that case, but I don't know. um yeah, That's well, just that my guess. Sense. But yeah, we were way off, man. I think I think we, were. we had a little we had a little wager, and I think we both lost so badly that I can't <laughs> I can't say that there was a winner. Um, I think I think we got to give Brian
3: money instead. Yeah,
1: yeah instead of borrowing the paddle and fin uh, you know credit card we're, we're gonna have to pay the bill or something we were so badly <laughs> off on this one
3: so I yeah I, I picked, was
1: surprised too
3: yeah, I think I was at like 20 and a half I think and you picked 22 and a half or oh yeah
1: I was like 22 25 or something <laughs> I was giving them all kinds of credit I thought they were gonna be out there throwing big glide swim baits and huddlestons and catching catching donkeys and I uh, thought you know I thought
3: somebody would
1: at least. And then seventeen twenty five takes the cake, man. I, yeah, I was surprised, but uh, still a cool tournament format. And you know, congratulations to Matthew there, uh, grabbing the win. I don't know, maybe that was a really tough lake. You know, maybe uh, we should have looked into yeah. the lake before we made our made our yeah. predictions there.
3: I just saw you know, maybe, uh, I, I just saw it Northeast and New England. And I was like, oh, Massachusetts. I've seen the last come out of there. So.
1: I hear you. I'm. I'm. I was with you on that one. I thought somebody's gonna catch like a monster Smalley or something. You know. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. Hey. So. That that was that, and uh, yeah, congratulations to Matthew and Matthew and Rob. Yep. For top three.
3: He came with. He came away with a uh, quite a bit bit of uh, cash and sponsor prizes also. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was yeah, like, that's... what is it two? Two grand
3: or something like that? Yeah, something like that. 5,000 total cash and sponsor prizes. So that's
1: crazy. That is an expensive (laughs) 17 and a quarter inch fish, my friend. Yeah, it
3: is. (laughs) That's awesome. All right. So the last one we have here to recap is the KBA Championships. Uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, Lake Wachita. September 7th. KBA, uh, who is that, uh, Kayak Bass Anglers of Arkansas or something like that, I believe? Yeah,
1: yeah, you got it, yep.
3: Okay. I know there's a few different trails out in Arkansas. I get them mixed up. But uh, first place here was Jeff Otts. We've all heard his name before. And uh, he came away with 76.75 inches. Johnny Maddox yeah. in second place. 63 and, uh, half inches. And uh, Shannon Rice with 54 and uh, three quarter inches, so that that yeah uh, another another tough tournament, man. Yeah, and there was a lot of separation between first and third there.
1: Well, you know, first and second were only two limits caught in that event, and then oh, you yeah. had you had th- three or four anglers that didn't even have a fish. Oh, and right. I was I was curious about this one. Excuse me. Bless you there, buddy. <laughs> Um, I was curious about this one because, you know, we were down there, like I said, in the previous, uh, previous episode, you know, we were down there for the KBF, FLW, uh, you know, cup and we fished that lake and it was definitely fishing tough, but, um, had tons of potential and you knew that, but yeah, it looks like conditions have definitely continued to be tough down there. Um, and congratulations to, uh, Jeff, you know, putting together a really solid, um, little stringer there uh sixty seven seventy five getting uh getting the win and I believe he also had um a couple of the hourly big basses but your your daily big bass was twenty inches
3: yep brandon Kittle
1: mm mm-hmm. and it was his only fish got one big one and uh that was it so um
3: (laughs) you know you know i I think i'd be happy about that even even if i didn't finish well catching a 20 inch fish i'd be like heck yeah
1: dude (laughs) yeah anytime you anytime you can get you know big fish in a tournament i think that's uh that helps take uh you know that's always good i personally so i'm gonna tell myself a little bit here um you know i've had a pretty okay season um I have not caught a fish over 20 inches all season.
3: I haven't either. I mean,
1: I, I've got go some it. 19s, bunch of 18s, but I have not caught a single. And I'm not just talking about in competition. Yeah. I've not caught a single fish over 20 inches this year. Last year I had three or four, uh, yeah. but not in competition. And then, uh, you know, this year oh. not a single one. I'm still I'm still hunting. I know where they're hanging out, but I just haven't got them in the boat.
3: Oh, well, I'm the same way, but I also fish almost exclusively rivers. So, 20-inch river smallmouth in Ohio is pretty tough to come by.
1: <laughs> well, I so, will tell you what, it sounds like you need to come over to Indiana. We need to hit the White River, me and you, and I'll catch my PB smallmouth and a 20-incher to break <laughs> that little curse I got going on, and we'll get you on some big smallies.
3: Heck yeah, sounds good.
1: I'm always so down next time that. it rains. Next time that it rains a little bit, come on down and let's uh, we'll go hit the White River. Sweet. Sounds good. Uh, all right. Enough about us. Uh, so we'll get back into this recap thing.
3: Well, that that was our last one. So I think we got oh, our guest coming up.
1: We do, Mister Troy Riggins coming up next. We'll be right back.
4: Just wanted to take a brief moment. To give you guys a little idea how we do it here at Paddle & Fin Podcast, we use the Anchor.fm recording platform. Super easy, distributes our podcast to many, many different platforms. There's creation tools to allow you to record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. Check out Anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app to get started
1: all right guys we're back with our guest for the night Huge angler troy riggins is on with us and we're gonna be talking about that SIAC event troy how you doing tonight
0: good yourself
1: doing well man doing well i got my guy brad here with us and uh he's gonna be uh you know be a part of this conversation
3: good to see you brad yeah nice to meet you man i've seen your name on the leaderboards quite a bit <laughs>
0: Well, hey, I do what I can. You know what I mean. Small town Indiana here. I gotta drive a good ways to find great big ones, but I do my do my own thing. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, that's good stuff. Good yeah, stuff. Troy's
1: Troy's been doing really well in our local club this year. It, mm-hmm. Troy, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, this your rookie season, right? In the uh, it, kayak tournaments?
0: Yes, it's my first season. I bought a nice Old Town Predator XL in the spring, brand new. Actually, got the last lime green one that Old Town sent out. So. You That's know, awesome. I researched some kayaks and got into that and found one that I really liked, stable, rode good, so I ended up with that to actually start my kayak fishing career, so to speak.
3: Yeah, I, I uh, fished out of the Old Town Predator for the last two years before this year, and I, I loved it, man. That that thing,
0: yeah, that was an awesome kayak. It paddles great, but we'll get into that later on when we recap this tournament.
3: Yep. <laughs>
1: So, Troy, um, you know, I know you pretty well, and uh, we fish the club together, and we've done a little fishing, fun fishing together, but uh, for our listeners, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself, how you got into the sport, you know, obviously we just heard that this is your first season on the tournament side of thing, uh, things, but uh, tell tell everybody a little about yourself, and how you got into this whole thing.
0: Well, you know, got into it, my love of fishing over the years, I grew up in small town Indiana, about. 20 miles south of Indianapolis. Uh, lots of local streams, rivers around. Mm-hmm. I've been chasing... My dad actually grew up on Flat Rock River. He still lives there to this day. And ever since a little kid, I've had everything from beetle spins to rooster tails out on the river just trying to land a big one. You know what I mean? I've caught some nice ones over the years. I mean, you guys can probably see up behind me. There's a yeah. one on the wall, but yeah, uh, I mean, that's just sparked it. I have waited creek starting out. You know what I mean? Just Take a couple floating rapals and wade a creek that's nothing than waist deep around here, you might catch a four pounder. You just never know. They're all they're everywhere around here. That's pretty much how I got into it. Uh grew up my whole life being a river rat, so to speak, in local small town Indiana. And I know the rivers well enough that I thought, you know, started out a couple of years ago, bought an old town loon 126 angler as a kayak first one I really owned a fish out of. I thought, you know, I'm run some rivers. I don't really need something great big right? You know what I mean? I'm just doing it for fun, me and some guys get together. We'd run the local rivers, to catch decent smallmouth. So, Facebook and everything got me involved in it. Uh <coughs> I found them just researching kayak clubs and I sent a join request, Matt Kiefer. You know what I mean? He said, "Hey, you know what I mean? Welcome to the club. Everybody greeted me. Nice people." Um, ever since then, Matt had a post one time and he said, who's got the personal best small mouth they can put me on. I said, well, you know, I, I can do my best. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. You know what I mean? Just through the Facebook. So I invited him to my home. Uh, I believe Matt lives down by Evansville and it was a pretty good drive yeah. for him. He was skeptical. I put him up in a camper, served him good food for the weekend. And of course he brought his Jackson big rig. <laughs> I'm, in a, I'm in a little sit inside. He's in this big rig. So we go out for the day. You know what I mean? Just talking. I never knew much about the tournament side of things. Matt Kiefer's like, well, you know what I mean? You can catch them. We started in on our tournament. It was a 12, 13-hour day, so to speak. And this guy went out. We caught some good fish that day. I ended up putting a 20-incher in the boat. He was pretty nice. impressed about that. You know what I mean? Anytime a 20-inch smallmouth gets put in the kayak, he done a good job for the day. Yeah. But that's pretty much how I got started out. I thank Matt Kiefer, you know what I mean, for kind of putting me onto this thing. I really didn't know much about it. Never really believe that the kayak industry was as big as it is so to speak until getting a little further into it he persuaded me to sign up for the march kbf event and i thought you know i want to buy a bigger nice kayak because i've seen his jackson big rig so i started looking bought the predator xl and it's just been money ever since I, I <laughs> kbf uh the first march i qualified for the national championship in 2020 nice. here coming up in Gunnersville. um other than that, I mean, I try to stay around the top ten. I won one couple or this past weekend. Great feeling to win your first tournament.
3: Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Cool story. Yeah,
1: congratu- congratulations on that, man. I'm glad I was able to just hand that one right over to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I was biting my nails. I, I don't think I got any fingernails. I'd have probably started on my toes if I wouldn't have forgotten my sandals and had to wear my shoes. <laughs>
2: Well, that's Uh, that's not
1: a picture any of us wanted, but, uh, you know, it's funny (laughs) nonetheless. Well, so we'll talk a little bit more about that here in a minute, uh, how I just, you know, handed that right over to you. Uh, But, you know, you mentioned the name here, and I got to give a shout out real quick. You know, we got a couple of guys here on the podcast tonight, myself and Troy, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention another angler. So, you know, we said this is a final season event for SIAC uh, here at the September showdown. And this was the final final tournament for Angler of the Year race for our little club. And, you know, Troy mentioned Matt Kiefer, Mm -hmm. and that is our 2019 Angler of the Year. So, uh, Matt, if you're listening to this, congratulations, my man, once again. It was an epic battle. Um, him and a gentleman, Chris Hildebrand, were going back and forth, uh, for the second half of the season. It was really cool to watch. And, you know, Matt was able to take away the, you know, the angler of the year and it couldn't have gone to a better guy. So congratulations, Matt. Um happy to see you win that. And then our guest, Mr. Troy Riggins, third place, right? Third place. Yeah,
0: I, I had, I was in fourth going into September showdown. Yeah. And- yeah it, it was just basically nobody could unless couldn't have put me out of the club championship this year i was in it regardless of win lose or draw whoever it was that won it won it you know what i mean i was just there to have a good time
3: yeah
1: absolutely so congratulations to you man your first season going out there and really having a great year and coming away with the w and then also you know a top three in you know, angler of the year standing so that's that's really impressive my friend so, awesome job there. Appreciate it. All right. So now we know a little bit of the backstory. You got into, uh, you know, you got into uh, tournament fishing just about a year ago, or this season, really. But you've been doing the little kayak thing for a while out there on the rivers. So let's let's get that because we have a lot of guests on here, and a lot of these guys are, you know, uh, seasoned veterans when it comes to tournament fishing, and we like to ask them you know, how they go about preparation for a tournament. And, and you said, you know, that, hey, this is a fun event. I just want to go out, have a good time. Uh, there's no way anybody could knock me out. But talk a little bit about how you prepared for this tournament, what your practice went like, and uh, kind of break that down for us.
0: Well, you know, I got down there, I, two and a half hour drive for me to get to the lake. I think I may have been the furthest one away. Uh, I don't know how long your drive is, but. About um, the same, about the same. <laughs> but yeah, I, I got there about eight thirty Saturday morning. Uh set up camp. Of course, wanted to get that all taken care of. Uh Kevin Biggs was down there, camped out with him, a couple other guys. Uh but yeah, I got down there, got camp set up, ended up hitting the water about noon. I knew it was gonna be a tough bite. And you go out at noon at any time, you know what I mean? The good bite's over. So I just basically took a hot lap around the lake. Uh Indian Lake is where I fished at just i went down never seen any of the lakes before you know i mean i've never been down there period and mm. i i just drove down there said i'm gonna go fish indian first i took off and you know what i mean i found a good hole that got a couple good bites never set the hook drove away uh mm. found a few other fish and caught a couple little bitty ones that evening that way you know, i mean i at least tell somebody yeah i caught a couple small ones you know what i mean you got to do that but i left that spot Never had another bite on the whole lake. It was it was tough. Mm. I mean probably got back to the campsite around five, five thirty in the afternoon. And you know, what I mean, I was there by myself. I did you know I me? Mean? Mix me a mixed drink, getting grilled ready to <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, just prepare for the good time that's gonna come around the campfire. That's always you know, I mean we had Alan Reed stop by the campsite, he's a good guy. Uh, Aaron Molander in the club, if he's listening. You know what I mean, had a good time with that guy, too.
3: I
1: heard uh, I heard you make a a mean steak.
0: Well hey, you know what I mean? Eat like a Viking when I'm out on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted five pounds. Yeah. Of potatoes too, but he didn't bring those up, did he? <laughs> well,
1: didn't mention the potatoes. he was just he was still salivating over that uh, that steak, that ribeye, man.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good one. secret recipe on the campfire.
2: Now,
1: now is, it, uh, is it true in order to get a Troy Riggins ribeye, you must have a mixed drink?
0: Well, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they come uh, get, it's a combo deal. Was,
3: it's a package.
0: Well, I think that was real close to getting the last one I had.
3: You know, I'm not too far from uh, your guys' tournament. I'm going to have to make some trips out there next year. Sounds like a lot
1: yeah. of play. It's a good group, dude. Uh, This is my first um, live tournament with, uh, with SIAC. I you know had the Nocturnal tournament earlier uh, couple, last month and uh, I did an online challenge, but because of the national events, I haven't been able to get out there with them. And yeah, I was kind of bummed. I didn't get to go camping either this time because I had to work Saturday. So I got in. Saturday, I left it like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I got it, I got up at 3 a.m. and drove down there on Sunday morning. But uh, yeah, definitely a good group of guys. And if anybody's you know close to uh, Southern Indiana, we uh, we'd love to have you come to the club. It's like five bucks to join the club, so <laughs> nothing crazy there. And uh, you know we hey, have I'll a good time. A, I'll the give go- it for
0: those guys on the season. They they traveled some good ways to make it a little bit fair for everybody. You know what I mean? They know mm-hmm. where the fan base is at, so they'll they'll work with everybody. They're a good group.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, we got our, our club championship coming up here on October 8th. That's going to be on the Waveland Lake. So we're, we're looking forward to that. Troy and myself will, uh, we'll both be there. Um, And, uh, you know, it should be a good event. So yeah, check, check us out. Uh, You can join our, our group Southern Indiana kayak anglers on Facebook, and you can uh, follow us on Instagram too, at SIAC underscore fishing. So Uh, you know, uh, check us out and uh, we're happy to have you, Brad, and anyone else that wants to join us. Heck yeah, that sounds
3: like a lot of
1: fun. Alright, so let's get into uh, tournament day, Troy, and we can talk a little bit about how you uh, you uh, stole this one from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't
0: know if it was a steal. Uh, I got lucky. Uh, that's Pretty much what it was the fish i found the day before they were there but you know I, I guess i was out ran to my spot i was trying to paddle a predator xl uh up against the hobie Mirage drive and that's just not real easy to do you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. yeah it's
1: okay hey we can call that guy out let's call him out you know <laughs>
0: mr.
1: <laughs> mr 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 aaron Mullander beat you oh, to yeah. your spot huh
0: yeah, yeah. His first cast was big fish. I heard a splash as I drove by him, and you know, what I mean, it's public lake. I just—he knew I was following him to the same spot, I think, and he just put the hammer down on me. Uh, yeah, put on the water early. Seen Matt Kiefer when I was backing in. I told him to unload my kayak as I got down there, as he's getting ready to launch off. Uh, yeah, we took off out of there. I went one way, and Aaron Dunn had me beat to it. I—I I was hoping he was going to pull over and stop, but he didn't. He drove all the way to the <laughs> point up in the shallows, and it was on from there. His first cast, I watched him catch one, and I had one in the boat just as fast to measure it. And my bite continued, and he caught the two big ones in the hole. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> much how that worked.
1: So let's talk about this hole, right? So, um, you know, you're down there on this Lake Indian, and you, you're talking about a point, right? So you're on a sure. – are we talking like a grass point or gravel point? What are we looking at?
0: There's there's a couple, two or three of I them. Mean, it's up on the shallow end. It's where the creek dumps in. You know what I mean? You want to get a little bit of something. Okay. The creek was stagnant. You know what I mean? There was leaves floating in and they weren't moving. So, you know, okay. we just sat out a little bit. A couple, two or three foot of water. The top water bite. Um, I I had actually had a spinnerbait tied on at first. Caught my first fish on a spinnerbait. And had a buzzbait. You know what I mean? Lined up. One I always throw. Black on black booyah buzzbait. It's, you know what I mean? It's just one I like to throw. And I caught my first line of spinnerbait after I heard Aaron smash it. I, I, it smashed. So I asked him, I said, Aaron, you got here first. Which way are you casting and which way are you going? And he said, I'm going to go stay out here. And I said, all right, I'm going to work my way on up. And there's a little slough that ran up the edge of it, probably about a foot and a half of water. I broke out the buzzbait that morning, and it was, it was relentless for until about 8.30. You know what I mean? I had my Jeez. first four fish in the boat by no later than 7, 7.30. I mean, just kept making a circle, throwing the buzz bait. and every time I'd circle it, they, you know, what I mean, I'd catch different fish. I had a good one that slipped off, got off the side of the kayak. I'd like to get a measurement on it. It wasn't a <laughs> little short fish, but you know, what I mean, it helped add to my total, give a little more pad on the people chasing me down. <laughs>
3: so you had your uh, limit pretty quick
0: then. Oh yeah, I had a, I had a, I mean, within the first ten minutes, I had three fish in the boat wow so that's cool. and I've what the 16 that i caught that was my big fish It actually come that was the last fish that i caught rolling out over some deeper water As they start i don't know if they were moving out of the creek or they were going to hide underneath but i caught a few decent few decent ones and i caught the 16 to finish it up and i was hooting and hollering i mean fist pumping and there was a couple guys that see me do yeah. that and they, i said i hope this, i said that's my number five and they're like well we've caught a bunch of them but <laughs> we got nothing of any size well sorry, yeah. i we got lucky you know what i mean <laughs> yeah
1: that's awesome you definitely you definitely had a pile there for sure and they were stacked up in there uh because you know, like you said a lot of other guys fishing that only found one maybe two fish it,
0: it or was, a bunch of little fish I, when it first broke out and i broke out yeah, i mean eight thirty, i had 72 and three quarters inches i think it was and yeah. i just the next guy on the list was Aaron, I believe he had 36, and that's the last two, I mean, he caught another 18 or 18 and a half, something I think it was. And yeah,
1: two it, 1850s.
0: I, I was still, you know I mean, I kept fishing, but you know I mean, I caught one short fish, probably 930, but other than that, it just nothing the rest of the day. I mean, you could, I couldn't get a bite. Everybody I talked to, I ain't getting no bites, mm. ain't caught nothing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, my so my bite actually never stopped. I had, um, you know, I practiced two days on Selena, Um And I hit the end of the lakes. You know, I hit Indian and uh tipsaw as well during practice. But I spent most of my time on Selena, And I was, I spent a lot of time graphing. So Selena's is a fairly clear lake, but it's it's got some deeper water, you know, uh, 20, 30 foot water and uh so i was i was graphing a lot because what i found on uh, selena was some isolated little grass patches and then you know obviously the grass line was, played a factor but i found some some, uh, some pretty big brush piles and some uh, submerged timber and i think i showed you the picture of the one brush pile i the, found
0: uh, <laughs> thing looked like a freaking new haul truck <laughs> yeah exactly
1: it's massive and uh and, and maybe what I'll do is I'll share I'll share that picture uh in the comments when we post up this this episode. But uh you know, I uh, I had a goal for this weekend. My goal was to win two tournaments. I wanted to win the uh KBF uh back to school challenge and and get my N C ticket punch because I haven't done that yet this season. And I wanted to win this the sciac event and get back-to-back wins you know so i put in the work and uh tournament morning comes and i was confident in what i was going to do because i was talking to everybody at the ramp and everybody was talking about how much they were struggling and you know everybody's asking how many inches they're going to take to win everybody's thinking like in the low 60s and i'm like nah it's gonna be 75 to 80 75 to 80 to win this thing so uh when i say i gave it to you there, there's no disrespect there. You had an awesome tournament, but uh I blew it. <laughs> I blew it big time. um So I'll quickly try and go through what happened there. Um, I had three key spots. I had 15 waypoints over the lake of uh, brush piles, and then I had a few grass points as well, Mark. That I, you know, been catching fish. The grass points were my backup. That's where I was gonna go if things went wrong. Catch my limit. I knew I could do that. But my main game plan was I had some schooling fish um, that were pushing stuff from deep water up into a little cove, and then kind of working them back out. Well, there was guys on that that morning, and I knew that I was gonna kind of be busy. So I went to my my main deal, which was my brush pile. Now that bite had been late, been later in the day, had been better during practice but I just went ahead and started there so 30 foot of water like you said is a brush pile the size of a, a Mack truck massive brush pile and uh, I was throwing a big Wicked weights combat jig in there uh, it's a tungsten jig three quarter ounce and I was just pulling it through that brush pile I lost five fish on, on that brush pile that morning
3: would they just get
1: up well so the water's pretty clear on selena as i said so i was using braid to a 14 pound floral leader um not super light line by any means but that brush pile is really thick and i was having to drag it real real slow through that brush pile and so my first two bites i broke off on them so i'd set the hook get a few reels in it and i the line just they just popped. And I bring my line up and you could just see it shredded. Yeah. Just absolutely shredded. But I knew from practice if I was throwing 16 or 20 pound Ford, I didn't get the bites. Huh. So um, well, I stuck I just, with the I, port.
0: I just tied the 20 pound braid straight to the buzz bait. I knew it was flawless unless they ripped the thing in two. Yeah. <laughs> there you
1: go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. See, your, your plan definitely worked out better than mine. Um, so yes. Yeah. <laughs> Second... Second fish in the brush pile, same thing, broke her off. Um, third fish, I was slow rolling a spinnerbait through there. Real, real slow. This is before the sun got up. And uh, had one tap it and miss it, threw it in there again, smacked it. I get a couple of reels in, and I just feel her hang up on a tree. Dang yeah so she's down there she's moving around you know i got tension on her she's not coming out she's not coming out so i give her just a little bit of slack try to see if that allows her and i feel her move and then i feel the hook pop out (laughs) so uh, i am literally now just heartbroken mentally just i'm 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 out of it i'm toast
0: hang, hang on a minute are you fishing or are you catching that was the question That's (laughs) it's called for a reason, right? That's
1: <laughs> right. It's called fishing for a reason. It is. It is. But I'm a competitive guy, and I was there to have fun. But at the same time, you know, I, I go out, I want to win. So it, 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 man. And I'm pretty good. I've, I've taken a lot of licks this year on the water. This isn't the first time this has happened to me. Um, but yeah, mentally, man, I just, I lost it. So I got off my little, my little brush pile there. And I went and caught a uh, you know a keeper just to get me a fish in the boat, kind of calm me down. I went back to my brush pile, caught one, got it up, literally jumped over the front of my boat, comes off, <laughs> threw in there again, got it up to the side of the boat, went to net it, comes off.
3: <laughs> so... <laughs>
0: I had my heart again last month. I know how you feel. Yeah. You my know, we've all been pound there. on the black buzz bait, got eaten by a smallmouth. It may have been the biggest one I've ever hooked in my life. Oh, oh man. That's <laughs> brutal. That was like a freak. I mean, it turned my predator XL. I mean, it just whipped it when it hit. Oh,
1: me. <laughs> oh. yeah. We've all been there. We've all had oh, these yeah. moments. And, you know, it's just part of the game that we play. And, uh, you know, in football, it can be a bad call or you know, a slip or, or something like that. And, uh, you know, in, in this sport, it just, it comes down to, uh, you know, little things like that. So I didn't fish very clean. Didn't get the, didn't get the fish in the boat. Went to uh, plan B, caught a couple limits worth of fish, um, you know, put up that 68 inches, went back to that brush pile probably five or six more times, never got another bite out of it. And what was interesting is out of the 15-some piles or pieces of timber that I had marked in practice, every one of them I'd go and I'd cast and I'd catch a couple of fish out of. That day, not a single one of them, but the big one worked. The fish had just moved. They were in that transition. I don't know exactly where they went. They went up in the grass or if they were chasing bait out deep or what, but they were not on that brush pile. So I went to fish in my grass points and grass lines and and, and was catching fish all the way up. to. I caught my last fish of the day with like 30 seconds left. It didn't help, but you know, caught one right there at yeah. the end and uh just never could make up for those lost fish and uh you know. I think try- a lot of them
0: pushed up into the grass around the lake and even they wouldn't they just wouldn't hit a frog heck they've seen it how many times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I I think that's very true. Um I did flip a little bit into the grass, was just catching little ones. I had one good thump, but uh it it, it wasn't there when I set the hook and um yeah i agree i think they moved up into the grass and i think a lot of them were out kind of chasing and roaming that bait um or maybe they were just suspended outside of those brush piles a little bit and not hitting anything so hindsight i may have not stuck to it as long as i did and tried some different stuff but uh yeah
0: i mean if you see what wanted it was you had a good day Hmm. (laughs) yeah
1: a limit was a real good
3: day Uh, what was the water temperature uh for your lake and his
0: lake that you guys fished i believe gonna, mine was 84 85 i mean it was like bath water i mean it was nice hmm.
1: yeah during practice I, I had 87 on indian uh in the afternoon so that that makes sense um because i was there both times i went there was later in the day and then on my lake um I think when we started the day surface temperatures were around 78 we got up to about 81 at the end of the tournament uh practice i was around 82 so very water temperatures were stable but you know we were still getting some pretty cool nights and i think i think that was putting those fish in that transition mode yes it's that time of year
3: and that's crazy like the difference is just how how far apart are those lakes Uh, do you know
1: uh, well, I, I, well, Indian Double and Selena, yeah, yeah, they're they're all. I mean, from the furthest south lake to the furthest north lake, you were within a twenty minute drive, twenty thirty minute drive, okay. of of them, um, and then most of them were within fifteen minutes of each other.
3: Uh, it's just like crazy how how different each lake has like a different bite and like all that other stuff that goes into it. Well, it's they're cool. complete.
1: Completely different, cause like Troy's yeah. like he's fishing on. I think like the max depth there by the dam is probably like twenty foot, but the majority of that lake is like nine foot, uh, yeah, nine to I, eleven yeah, it's foot. A, it's
0: got a channel that runs down the middle, got a few trees in it. I I, yeah. I tried that later on in the day and couldn't get a bite.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a huge, huge flat in the back um, that's all matted up, and and it sounds like Troy, you were kind of in the creek channel that runs through that flat. Yeah
0: yeah so I oh and then Rig dropping off some points uh and i i had a couple hits on it the day before out deep but come tournament day they just weren't biting
1: yeah biting. it was Not definitely like a weird biting. yeah and, is- and what's interesting it wasn't just in it wasn't just in indiana i was talking to some other guys you know uh that had fish tournaments in you know other parts of the country, and same thing you know, had had good good practices, good strong bites, and then come uh, come tournament day. It was real weird, so it is. Weird. I personally think that has a lot to do with the lunar phase. Um, I'm a big believer believer in the the lunar phase and how it affects fishing. Um, I'm not saying that on a bad lunar phase, you can't catch fish, and on a good lunar phase, you're gonna you can't have a bad day. But I definitely think it has it plays an impact on uh, on these fish and how they bite and when they
3: bite. Yeah, I, I'm the wrong person to ask about that. I don't know anything about it.
0: <laughs> you know, the well, the moon does powerful things anyway. If it can raise and lower the ocean as much as it does in a certain period yes. of time, you know, what I mean, it sure can make fish not bite.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's not just fish, right? If you if you start to study, and there's there's some there's some pretty cool topics out there, and this may be a great episode to have on one of our other segments here on Paddle and Fin, but you know, you can see just from livestock, and uh, you know, from other from other things, how it how it affects um, all different aspects of nature. So it's a pretty cool topic and and once you start studying it and 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 tracking it as you're out there on the water or in the in the woods uh it's it's interesting to see how it actually plays into oh, into the thing so very cool
3: well, well brad you got any questions uh for troy here uh no we we covered the tournaments and everything that's basically what we had him on here for so absolutely well troy uh couple last questions for you
1: here real quick so you know you just finished a, a pretty awesome first season in the kayak what's what's 2020 look like for you
0: well uh we'll see what happens you know what i mean i'll get get out early and see if i can get on some fish
1: you, you uh you thinking about just fishing kayak? you're gonna you gonna move on into some other stuff kvf indiana kayak anglers what you thinking
0: well i, I don't know you know what i mean Of course, I'm sure I'll fish some SIAC events next year. Uh, I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, I've got my daughter. She's 13, so I've got her full-time by myself, take care of her. So it it just, you know what I mean, depends on how my schedule works out. I can't, you know what I mean, with work and raising daughters. I'll, I'll get out and fish some. I should have fished the White River event that was in town a few weeks ago didn't have the opportunity to get up there and do that would like to. would like to venture up and do some of them next year and who knows where SIAC's gonna go next year they'll have some good lakes for some good tournaments i'm sure
1: absolutely awesome and we'll look forward to getting out there with you uh at the, the championship here in a couple weeks and um and then next season as well um all right we'll Anybody wanna you wanna shout out, say thank you to, um anything like that, let people know how they can uh how they can stay in touch with you or follow you on uh, social media?
0: Well, basically the only social media I have is really Facebook, so you know, Troy Riggins on Facebook. Look for me for a big small mouth, got one hanging, you know <laughs> what I mean? that's just how I roll. But yeah, um that's basically it.
1: All right, man. Well, it was a pleasure having you on here tonight. It's nice to take it down to the grassroots and and talk to a local club guy. And uh, you know, congratulations again on your your victory there. And uh, uh, look forward to to seeing you again soon, my friend.
0: All right, sounds good.
3: Yeah, nice meeting you, man.
0: Yeah, nice meeting you, Brad. Good to see you.
3: Yep. Have a good night.
0: Hey you too. See you.
3: Now we're going to get to our uh, upcoming events for the segment, so I'll start off here and uh, announce the KBF Northeast Regional Championship happening September 13th and 14th, uh, Erie, PA. So I'm I'm sure you go through the list there, you'll see a bunch of big names. Uh, I know one, one name that pops out right here is Matt Ball right off the list, so
4: Oh
1: yeah. Always someone to watch out for there. Mr. Ball is uh you know, out of yep. Ohio, uh and uh he's uh he's someone to watch out for for sure. You know, uh, there are a few other big names in there and uh, you know, Trisha uh up there at the top right, now, know, and uh she's uh she's on a little bit of a roll having having a pretty decent season, so Look forward to seeing what she can put out. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good event, man. It's going to be a good event.
3: Definitely. The, those KBF events are always fun to, to watch.
1: Yeah, good competition. Guys definitely are fighting for it. And gals.
3: Moving on to, moving on to the next one, we have a new tournament trail that we discovered uh, Oklahoma Kayak Anglers. They have a tournament September 14th and 15th. It's the Angler's Invitational Championship. And I do not know what lake that's on, but well, this... I mean, it's I
1: can't pronounce it, but should... <laughs> Skyatook or Skyatuk, Skyatook or something like that. Yeah, yeah Skyatook Lake uh out there in Oklahoma. And uh this is their, their AOI and champion yeah. uh championship here and looks like they've already got what 25 guys signed up for that so yep. another two-day
3: event again here we are championship season full swing yep so uh, i'm excited to see the results from this one because i don't think we've covered anything from oklahoma
1: yeah not that uh not that i'm aware of so um i had a first time i ever fished out there was my first tournament of the year out on big hill and man that's still one of the one of the most fun trips i've ever had so uh that's one I'll I'll not soon forget. It really kicked off the season well. So I'm excited too to see what uh what comes out of Oklahoma on this one.
3: Yep. Uh moving on to the next one, we have the YTBY uh season closer. So there's there's another season ending uh tournament going on and that's in Lexington, Tennessee. I believe that's Western Tennessee bass yakking. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. I believe you're right on that. That's the uh, okay. club uh out there doing this. And uh you know sixteen anglers already signed up for this one. Yep. Fishing there and uh what is it? Was it there was a couple there was a handful of lakes on this one, right? If I remember right.
3: Yeah, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Looks eight lakes, I think
1: wow eight lakes very cool i'll be interested to see how close all those lakes are together i haven't looked at that but uh uh you know maybe something similar to the sciac event that we've been talking about tonight where you got a lot of lakes close by and uh interested to see what uh what these guys can pull out
3: yeah that, that's gonna be an interesting one too yeah. i know that, that whole area of the country is pretty interesting fishing i mean you got like tennessee and arkansas and missouri and you know illinois so that that whole area is kind of cool
1: yeah yeah definitely some some good fishing coming out of those parts of the country and uh, a lot of really good sticks as well so all right moving on to our next one um you know again another championship uh and this is a trail that we've talked a little bit about here recently. Indiana kayak anglers have their championship tournament on September 14th, and uh, that's going to be on Niona, uh, Niona Lake, in Macy, Indiana. That's uh, that's just a one-day tournament. Um, they currently got 13 guys signed up for that, and. I believe that this part in their Angler of the Year race, uh, some notable names here, Aiden Darlington, young angler here out of Indiana, mm-hmm. and uh, currently leading the Angler of the Year race. Another river rat, guys always pulling out huge smallmouth out of the White River. Um, definitely a name to watch out for. Cole Garland. You know, yeah. just recently won the Hobie Bass Open satellite event on White River and of course the IKA event. Um, you yeah. know, somebody gonna be able to somebody to watch out for there as well. Nick Matthews, Jim Orr, um, you know, that's Miranda uh Jackson.
4: McDougal.
1: Yeah, Brenda McDougal. Exactly. Jim you know, Jim Strunk. Orr, that's uh Jim Strunk, yep. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, so Jim's uh Jackson's father, Jackson Orr, who has the charity event going on. So, you know, you would have heard about that already at this point in in, in one of our commercial breaks, but just another quick little plug for that. Still time to sign up for that. Uh, That event will be starting the day this airs. Um, So, uh, actually, it's probably already too late if you're listening to this this segment. (laughs) But... uh, (laughs) Yeah, if you've already signed up and you're listening to this, thank you for supporting Jackson and and, and that cause. And uh, so yeah, Indiana Kayak Anglers Championship Tournament uh, coming up on the fourteenth. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun one. Who comes away with that Aoy? And then last but not least, coming out of Long Island, we've got the Long Island Kayak Bass Fishing Club. They're fishing on Sunday, September fifteenth, and this is a uh, a single day event. And just six anglers signed up right now. But you know, that's something we wanted to check out another another uh, new club and hitting a kind of a new area uh, for the show here. So interested to see what uh, what these New York guys can do.
3: Yeah, that one's going to be interesting too. I know New York does hold some nice fish. That's for sure. Uh, following their state challenges and everything this year yeah and this is on
1: uh swinging bridge reservoir so i'm not uh, not familiar with that um but i believe it is both large mouth and small mouth uh so kind of curious to see you know if we're gonna see some mixed bags or uh, guys targeting one or the other so that'll be uh that'll be fun to watch
3: definitely Well, that's it for our upcoming events, man. We'll recap these next week on next week's episode. Yeah. uh, Results.
1: Nice episode. Good episode, you know. Uh, It's nice talking to Troy and recapping some of these events, some big events as well. And uh, I had a good time, man. Yeah, it was fun. You got got any big plans for the weekend, my friend? Going on any smallmouth
2: hunts? Uh...
3: I don't I don't think so. I I know Sunday I'm supposed to head down to the paddle shop and uh help with leveling. Uh they're doing a uh, uh a big kayak sale. So we're gonna be there ten to twelve and I, I might try to get out Saturday, depending on if I work or not. So that's always the plan. <laughs>
1: very nice, very nice. Well I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take the uh the rest of the week and the next weekend off and kinda relax after Putting a ton of hours on the water this previous weekend, so and start getting ready for Table Rock. Got the uh, Central yeah. Regional Championship out there on Table Rock here in a couple weeks, and uh, we'll be talking about that on the next episode. So uh, let's okay. start prepping for that and spend some time with some family and just kind of relax and stay off the boat for a little bit. So yeah. I'll be uh, I'll be hungry when it comes time for for the uh, Regional Championship
3: got to balance those priorities man I understand yeah
1: that's right that's right there's a lot of them and it's difficult so uh but uh trying trying to be better at it every day and then learn how to learn how to juggle it all so yep. um but yeah hey man awesome episode look forward to to the next one thanks everybody for tuning in and
4: we'll uh we'll see you next week
3: yep see you guys next week tight lines and smooth paddling
4: what's up boys and girls just wanted to take a quick minute to talk to you about the paddle and fin gear if you haven't seen it yet go to paddle the letter n in com. go click that store tab at the top check out the store we got tons of t-shirt designs long sleeves hoodies phone cases you name it it's on there give it a gander just want to take a brief moment to give a little shout out to our show sponsors Rocktown Adventures for all your outdoor adventure needs, visit rocktownadventures.com. Loveland Canoe and Kayak, if you're in the Ohio area, go check them out at lovelandcanoe.com. Hammered Lures, our man Eric Richards making some pretty epic baits. You can check out his store at hammeredlures.myspotify.com. Coyote Sunglasses, get your floating glasses. For the next adventure out on the water, they float, they're polarized, all different styles to fit your pretty little face. Fish mob lures, my man Jay Randall making buzz baits, spinner baits, you name it. He's got a whole array of things, and if it isn't listed on the Facebook page, shoot him a message. Maybe he can make it up for you. Southern Lake Co., awesome apparel, you guys. Uh, Check out southernlakecompany.com. And our newest sponsor, TRC Covers. Protect your investment. Wrap your rods, your reels. They got custom colors, logos, you name it, they got it. Go check out trccovers.com.